Bring the goat. Yeah, that's the one. K277 DQ Lafayette, 1420 KPEL Lafayette. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Dave Schultz, Lyndon Burton, back on a Thursday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Go. We got former Baton Rouge reporter, uh, sports reporter, Brandon Seho, coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Now in Cincinnati and now doing mental health pods uh, as he's had a mental health journey. We'll talk to him about that. Looking forward to that and looking forward to this. We have Nick Underhill on from NewOrleans.Football, his own platform, which he continues to build. Really impressive. He didn't want to cover my Patriots because he doesn't like snow, apparently, or Belichick, for that fact of the matter. Uh, he's got a new column out, Smoke Monday, keeps making noise. Defensive line wreaks havoc. Nick, Dave Schultz, thanks for dropping on, and how are you? Doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing very well. Your thoughts on the Jalen Smith signing? Well, I mean, look, it's a position where they, they need more depth, and that's kind of been apparent. And I thought one of the – you know, there, there's probably two or three areas on, on the roster where I kind of feel like they're kind of collapse points if things go wrong. And, and it's defensive line, it's offensive line, and it's linebacker. And I think already you kind of see potentially, like, what happens, worst-case scenario, Demario Davis gets injured. He's out right now with, like, a, a little soft tissue injury. I don't think it's it's expected to be anything that, that impacts the season, but – you know, when it matters, if something like that happens, who, who goes in and plays? And, you know, right now the answer is Nephi Sewell or DeMarco Jackson. And maybe we see through the pre- preseason that it's fine. And maybe those guys can handle that type of role if if they're called upon during the season. But I think right now that, that's a scary, scary proposition. So at the very least, I think you need to be bringing in better in competition to set a bar. And if, if Sewell and DeMarco Jackson end up being better than Jalen Smith, so be it, but at least you you created a challenge and, and you got to find out. So I, I think it's a smart depth signing. I think it's necessary. And honestly, if there's other opportunities even beyond this, I wouldn't be opposed to them bringing in you know another guy just just to just keep building on that competition and making sure that you are you know just looking under every stone because. If Demario misses time, like, they seriously could be in trouble very quickly if they don't have right. a good answer there. Right. Uh, all right, so the other day when we all thought that uh, Kareem Hunt and Anthony Barr were signing with the Saints, uh, they both had change of hearts, or somebody did, right? Kareem Hunt apparently at the time getting a better offer from the Colts. He moved on. It was money. You said, I think you tweeted out with Anthony Barr, it was not money. Was that a decision that Barr made, or was that a decision that the Saints didn't feel like Barr was going to fit what they were trying to do? 
Yeah, I, I think the team made that decision, decided to look elsewhere. Uh, I don't know exactly why. It was kind of a weird situation where it got reported. Diana Rossini, an extremely credible reporter, I, you know, it said that they thought they were both going to sign. Obviously, didn't happen. You know, I think the Kareem Hunt one, it, it is just kind of, you know, the carpet got pulled out underneath a, a little bit. He did end up going to the Colts, like you said. Didn't actually sign there either. So right. it, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit weird how his situation's playing out but it, that's another spot too where i think they're going to keep looking for for running backs maybe the road leads back to hunt at, at some point it's just another spot where i think you got to kind of build on things a little bit but definitely a, a weird situation there where you know it was kind of assumed those guys were going to sign and then they didn't all right mike triplett uh wrote on your uh website why saints have slimmed down i guess this has to do a little bit with uh, Peyton Turner and, and the defensive line. Why do they need to be more athletic on the defensive line instead of the you know big kind of nose tackles and trying to stuff the run deal? Yeah, well they 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 got slow there, and you know I think it was an issue last year. They they had a little bit of trouble you know attacking quarterbacks, attacking the run. It, everything kind of got a little bit slow and, and sluggish. And you know I still think that they they value size and muscle, but they were making their guys bulk up to play a certain style of defense to to make sure they weren't. You know, getting pushed around, they they always kind of want to win with with power here, as opposed to, to you know some places like to get the guys out in the the wide nine spot and, and win with speed. They've always liked to be a power team here, and they, they want to add a little bit more of that athleticism to the mix and, and just make sure that they're able to get after the quarterbacks. I think that helps against you know mobile guys too. You can chase them down a little bit better if everybody's not so heavy. You know, I think Marcus Davenport was was the kind of the example of that last year, just kind of how far it went in one direction. He, he was close to like 300 pounds by mm. the uh, the start of last season. And, and, you know, he came in the league at like 270 and he was just a massive human being last year. So it's just a, a little shift in philosophy. I don't think it's a complete departure from kind of what their identity is up front. I still think they like, you know, big guys up there. I don't think they're, they're ever going to have like the Vic Beasley type speed rushers as long as uh, DA is running his scheme here. But it is something that I think is is needed. I I thought they got way too slow, and you do see the team speed out here a little bit. You know, there's some some plays in practice. You know, screens or, or passes out into the flats that you see Peyton Turner going out and chasing down, and he looks distinctively lighter too. And you know, hopefully that's something that that can maybe help him just be productive on, on some level, not even more productive, just productive period, and possibly contribute. Uh, something this season because they need some guys to step up and they need all those guys to be able to, to you know, win some one-on-ones and get some sacks. Nick Underhill from New Orleans dot football uh, joining us on a Thursday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 the goat. All right. So how has Derek Carr looked so far in camp? You know, I think he's looked exactly how you would expect him to look. And he's someone that that's always been great when everything's clean for him and, and there's no pass rush right now. So he's, done a really good job of sitting back there hitting his marks being accurate throwing down the field the question with him and, it, and it's always been this with him is just kind of in the, the pressure situations when he's facing actual pressure and you know what are the decisions he's making is he getting the ball out quickly is he climbing the pocket sometimes he is sometimes he isn't I think those are the, the issues that they got to figure out and then in the red zone too like he's looked great in the red zone here you know in, in these practices but it's not it's not real it's not real pressure it's not real stakes on the line so I think it's it's going to be you know we, we got to see it when it's actually happening when it actually counts. But in in this situation, I mean, he's looked he's looked amazing, and it's distinctively different from last year. You know, I think it's a massive upgrade over having Andy Dalton starting games for you. It's just 
it's just different. He's commanding the line of scrimmage. He's making the calls. He's, you know, stuff's been cleaner there. You haven't seen a ton of false starts last year in camp. And then even going into the season early in the season, that, that was a huge issue because the center was making like a lot of those calls solo and it wasn't so much the quarterback. And, you know, it's just, it's just different when you have that guy that can kind of command everything. And, and, you know, even when things are going wrong, at least there's, he's the one taking responsibility for it, which I think is, is ideally the way most teams want to operate. So I think everything is, has looked good. It's just in, in those game situations. Can he clean up, you know, just a couple of those little things that, that bugged him in uh, Oakland slash Vegas, uh, you know, throughout the start of his career. And what's the idea behind bringing in John Gruden? Is that to help Derek Carr? Is that to help the coaches? What's the idea behind that? Yeah, I mean, I, everyone's going to have their own thoughts on how they feel about the stuff that happened with him. And, you know, frankly, I'm someone that was, you know, given a choice. I'd rather not have someone around. I wouldn't want to be the team putting them through the car wash. But I understand it from a football aspect. You isolate just that. Like, they were terrible on offense last year. They were very uncreative. Their use of motion, I, I think, illustrates it better than anything. They were dead last in the NFL in plays with motion. If you give them 100 more plays, still in last place. So they just became extremely, like, uncreative, static, and all that stuff. And, and Gruden is someone that is good at all that stuff. He ran a very similar uh, scheme, you know, in in uh, Vegas. And Sean Payton came up underneath him. So it's all the same tree. It's got all the same DNA. you got a quarterback coming from that system. It, it makes sense in that level to have him around to pick his brain to kind of milk out whatever you can from him and, and use it to help your team. We have seen a lot more motion in this camp, so it's something that, that I think the Saints are aware of. We see more creativity in just how they're getting guys the ball in space. Before Rashid Shahid uh, got injured, like he was doing a lot of stuff and, you know, jet sweeps and just off of motion and just utilizing his speed and, and creativity with the ball in his hands to, to get things done. So these are all things that I think that, that Gruden can help with. Again, knows the quarterback really well. And if you're Dennis Allen and you had this, this season where you underachieved quite a bit, won seven games, and you're feeling like, you know, you need to do whatever you got to do to win games, I, I get it. I understand why he's here. I, again, there's all the off-field stuff. There, You know, I, I don't want to be the person making excuses for that. So I'm not, I'm not ever going to do that for him. I get it. It doesn't feel the greatest thing in the world, but it, it does make sense from a football perspective. All right, we've heard some things about Lattimore looks good, Olave looks good. How about Michael Thomas? I, you know, I think it's going to take a little bit of time. It, it's it's something that's still um, a work in progress, I think. I thought last year maybe we saw it a little bit quicker than we are right now. There's still some really good moments. He had a one-on-one against Lattimore today where, where he won at the top of the slant and just the cut was you know, as violent as it always looks and created a ton of separation. So that was a good rep for him. And then coming out of it, going into seven on sevens, there's a pass breakup. Uh, you know, we've seen drop passes, which is something that you don't really ever see from Mike Thomas. Mm-hmm. I think there's just, there's just, a, a, you know, some rust in, in, in settling in and getting used to a new quarterback. Right. I'm not ready to, to, you know, be worried about it, but it's something that, that I think is happening a little bit slower than it did last year. He is uh, Nick Underhill, uh, owner and operator and uh, webcaster and podcaster and studio host uh, with, I mean, with Mike Triplett and I can't say her last name. Is it Brooke Kirchhofer? Kirchhofer. Kirchhofer. Kirchhofer, yeah. Close. I was the the, uh, Louisiana Broadcaster of the Year, by the way. Congratulations to her. Uh, How did you come up with this idea? Because, I mean, you had the trajectory of, you know, you're the Saints beat writer and then you went up to New England and you decided... I've had enough of that. I'm coming back to New Orleans, and you've built your own thing. I think we've discussed it. It was basically you and your wife, and it's taken off from there. 
Yeah, I, you know, I kind of got up there. I was covering the Patriots, and, and I was just going that direction. You know, the, the idea is you start, you're in one market, you go to a bigger market, and then maybe you get a national job. And, you know, I, I interviewed for a job at CBS to kind of be, like, their national guy. And I just, I don't know. Like, I wasn't excited covering the Patriots. I, I hated it. It just, it didn't feel the same. The the fan interactions different. It was just different and I just like wasn't happy going to work and it's just like all right how do I get out of here as quick as possible when I go to this CBS thing and like the only thing on my mind is what I'm telling people I'm like oh man like it'd be great I'll be able to go back down and cover the Saints and you know it's just like well if I'm thinking that like why am I doing this like if I'm following this ladder like yeah that that's kind of like the the definition of success in our business but like for me the definition of success, it just kind of became something different. And, you know, I'm working at the athletic and you're, you're marketing yourself, you're selling subscriptions and it's like, okay, you got a salary and you keep your job if you meet your quota, but if you don't meet your quota, you're getting fired. So if Mm. you see your quota, they're getting the upside. And if you don't meet it, you're out. And it's just like, well, if I'm marketing myself and it's based on my ability to write things that people want to read, like, why am I doing this for someone else? And they're getting all the upside and all I get is the downside. And it's just kind of like, you know, we were talking about it and just kind of, you know, if this is what we want to be doing and this is how the business is going and you got to market yourself, like, why don't we just go back to like where we're happy and people like the work we do. So quit the job, started a website and somehow it actually worked. And I don't know, it was kind of out of necessity though. Like it, it was, it was something that, that like, I just really wanted to be here and I can't stress like how unhappy I was just being somewhere else. Like this had become home this is the first time in my life, like I ever felt homesickness and it was like a real yeah. thing. And, and you know, you're just not happy going to work, covering football, like something's wrong. Cause like if we're doing this and it's not fun, like what is the play? Like, you can't be fun working in sports, like something's way off and you got to make a change. So, you know, we made a drastic change and it's actually worked out and it's, it's all credit to Saints fans, man. It's not anything we're doing. Like they show us so much love. They love their team. They support our product. I mean, it, it, it's, it's nothing without them. Yeah. So you, it's covering the Saints is one thing is if that's not a basically a full time 365 day a year job, you're doing the business portion of the thing. What did what have you learned about all of this with the website and the podcasting? And I saw your set with Mike and Brooke. Uh, you know, again, it was you and your wife. And now, I mean, you go, do you have a staff of 10? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we actually do have a staff of 10. Like that's wow. the actual number. Yeah, there's there's editors, photographers, two videographers, uh, ad salesmen. Uh, you know, there's, there's a bunch of people. Yeah, I mean, what I've learned about it is that there's not, not enough hours in the day. Um, I never wanted to know how to light a set. I know how to light a set. Like right. it's just, you know, you kind of got to figure everything out. But the main thing is, is just getting people that are good at their jobs and delegating. And, you know, Brooke is amazing. Like her, her presence on our show like it's elevated it to, to places that i didn't think it could ever go and having a pro that can do that that in listening to them and you know when she says this is how it should be like she knows like she's on tv she's host stuff like that's that's the knowledge you need around you know mike is his industry knowledge and you know just his his ability to do the job at a high level speaks for itself he's been around forever you know getting the ad sales people like all that stuff, just finding people that are better at these things and then putting them in positions to be better than you at them and, and trusting them. I mean, that, that's that's really what I've had to learn. And, you know, at first it was hard to kind of know when to let go of some stuff, but you got to let it go and trust people and let them do their jobs. And, and you know, that's that's kind of been the coolest part, though, is, is building it and just seeing it actually work and grow and being able to create jobs for people. I mean, it's uh, it, it's been just 
an unbelievable, you know, we're going into the fourth year. It's been an unbelievable run to this point. Yeah, obviously they are very successful. Mike uh, was stepping away. He was going to help run his family's Chick-fil-A franchise, and and uh, Nick brought him back in. And, and Brooke is, is working at WWL, right? And <laughs> you took her away. So uh, obviously you're doing very well, very, very well. Congratulations on that. Always impressive to see people i use you as an example justin ferguson did it with um auburn he got let go from radio and uh, newspaper job so he's doing his own thing there uh jay crane's always done his own thing it's so impressive uh like you said there's not enough hours in a day tell people how they can subscribe like i have to new orleans dot football <laughs> yeah that's it. Just go, to, go to the website new orleans dot football uh we got everything you need to, to know about the saints on there and uh yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, we just try to go about things a little bit differently than other people, a little more analytical. So like if you're into the X's and O's and how things work, I mean, I, I, I would like to think that we're the place that, that has you covered on that stuff. He's Nick Underhill. Hope to have you on throughout the season, my friend. Congratulations on everything and enjoy the football game on Sunday. We got a preseason game. It's a huge matchup between the Saints and the defending <laughs> Super Bowl champions. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure, man. Any, anytime. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Nick. All right. Nick Underhill. Yeah. Killer at what he does. I mean, a staff of 10. We saw it was them three, and then they had four cameras mm-hmm. and two guys doing it. I mean, there's a major investment in, yeah, for sure. in, in the cameras and then in, the, you know, but then the major investment is the people, right? I mean, I presume Brooke was doing okay beyond TV yeah. in New Orleans. Like, she did not have to do that, but well, she so, bet on herself. So, well, here's the other thing, right? She's only doing one thing now. Oh, She's true. only covering Saints. True, true, true. Before, she's got to race around town. You know, Covering the, everything, yeah. Yeah, you have to do about everything, right? I don't know about high school. I don't know how much t- high school gets in. But definitely college and, and, and But the college is going yeah. to LSU. Now she's only doing Saints. And triplet again, like his wife, it's basically his wife. I don't know if he was going to be... Um, you know, stay-at-home dad, mm-hmm. but his wife was basically opened up a Chick-fil-A down there. Oh, so he's they, good. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I got a story about, I went, did you go to the Chick-fil-A on uh, Johnson yet? No, I have not. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Was it good? Uh, I mean, it was fast. Oh, it took, it went fast. It did. Like, how fast? Because I need to know. Oddly enough, I got my food before the person in front of me got their food. So I was oh. in the drive-thru, so I got my food first. I don't think I was in line for five minutes compared Perfect. to the Smalls sliders, which was 42. Perfect. Cause I'm, but done. this was yesterday. This was a couple of days ago. Say less. But I asked and I swear I saw this commercial. Wasn't the black and chicken back? Oh yeah. At Popeyes? Not. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Is the black and chicken sandwich. Yeah. yeah, it was Popeyes. The guy looked at me like I was crazy. Oh, you, you said that at Chick fil A? They definitely was like, oh, wrong place, buddy. He didn't say that. So, <laughs> he I got the, it. <laughs> so I got the grilled chicken sandwich. Not as good, huh? That was a mistake. Yeah, big mistake, man. Chick fil A, you got to go was delicious. Of course. The, that was a big mistake. Uh, that's my fault. Yeah, yeah there you, you go. It was a Popeyes. Popeyes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought it was a Popeyes. Yes, that's my fault. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good to know because when I when I'm on my break from my night now show, I'm hungry for Popeyes. I'm gonna go. Is there Popeyes around here? Right there. Right where? That's where I always go when I'm right here by work. It's literally right by Canes. By Canes, around yeah. the corner. Around the okay. corner. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll that, see if we got the black and chicken. That and Taco Bell. Yeah, they got it. I don't want Taco Bell. That, well, no, I'm that, just that saying. That comes at certain times. Late at night. Super late.
Please don't tell me you eat that during the day. Probably not. Okay. You would know it if I ate it during the day. Yeah, I judge, I judge you too. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I judge everyone who eats Taco oh, Bell We're late. Let's take a break. We got Brandon Sejo coming up here bottom of the hour. I can tell you, I lived on Taco Bell in college. Oh, well, I mean, there's a time and a place for it. Well, but the thing is, they had, this was like 39 cent tacos. Oh, what? I mean, 49 cent tacos. Oh, I never paid that. Most of uh, the I think the cheapest I've ever had was like a dollar. I mean, I would get four tacos for two bucks. Yeah, you're lucky. And then, and then, you know, I got got the soda there, and then I said, "Screw that! I'm going to the store and get a seventy-nine. I'll go get the two liter for a dollar." Goal. <laughs> I'm lucky paying eighty-nine cents at the Circle K for the Polar Pop. Yeah, in yeah, like yeah. a two-dollar taco right. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. All right, back after this, Dave Schultz, Brandon or uh, Lyndon Burton, Brandon Sayhill coming up, bottom of the hour. On 103.3, they go. Pardon us what we butt in with a little common sense. 103.3, the GOAT, the greatest sports talk of all time. Lafayette Roofing, from the roof to the roots of Acadiana. We know issues with your roof can be intimidating and maybe even expensive. But not if you call Lafayette Roofing. Big or small, we handle it all at a price you can afford. We also offer our standard five-year labor and materials warranty. Lafayette Roofing takes pride in being in the heart of Acadiana and the official roofing company of your Rage and Cajuns. So if you need a roof, who else would you call? Call Lafayette Roofing. Our name says it all. 237-ROOF. That's 237-7663. Hey, you. Yeah, you. This is your dentist. Do me a favor and feel the front of your teeth. How grimy are they? It's time for a Crest Pro Health reality checkup. That grime is the buildup of plaque bacteria that can cause cavities in just months. You need to switch to Crest Pro Health. While most toothpaste stop working in minutes, Crest Pro Health's antibacterial fluoride protects for up to 12 hours to stop cavities before they start. So pick some up on the way home. Smile. Crest has you covered. Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley welcoming you back to Susan's Cubicle here in Accounts Payable. What an afternoon of non-stop bookkeeping action, Charles. Are you kidding me? She set herself a reminder to get out of that chair and move. That's a smart use of a timeout. She's somehow still reading her emails while getting her heart rate up and moving her muscles. Healthy habits that could lower your risk of cancer. Uh-oh, it's Karen from the IT department. This is a wrinkle no one saw coming. She means well, but she just derailed the yoga class down in accounts receivable. There she goes with one of her usual distractions. But Susan just tosses her a no-look way. That's a crazy move. Let's watch that again. She's stretching, and there's the effortless sideways. Who's putting on a clinic? Susan from Accounts Payable. Dominating. Just get moving. It helps in the prevention of so many cancers. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. I felt nervous that I wouldn't have a family. I was getting older and older. I didn't think I was going to get adopted. With help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, Lexi, Connor, and Lashona now have a forever family and the foundation for a bright future. When I was adopted, it was like, wow, I get to settle, and this is permanent. After I was adopted, I felt happy. Adoption changed me for the better. I feel like I can be whoever I want to be. Every child deserves a safe, loving, and permanent home. Help the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption find forever families for children. 
who have been lingering in foster care the longest. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Every second counts in a poison emergency. That's why Poison Help is standing by 24-7 to provide free assistance in over 100 languages. Save Poison Help as a contact in your phone today. Poison Help. 1-800-222-1222. Don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time. Dave Schultz, Lynn and Burton, long segment last time, so this will be a short one. How much of the preseason games do you watch? Well, I know what I'm watching this year, 15 snaps. Why is that? Because that's the Saints starters are playing 15, 15, uh, 15 snaps. Okay. Reported by uh, Jeff Duncan. Okay. Saints, Saints starters playing 15 snaps. That's what I'm going to watch. I already told Blaze when Jameis Winston goes out, turn on the TV. I'm going to check for Twitter, see when Jane Kaner comes in. Jameis Winston isn't the starter. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying I'm going to watch 15 snaps of Derek Carr okay. and the starters. All right. Turn it off when right. Jameis Winston comes in after them. Oh, when he comes in after them. Yeah, okay. yeah, turn it All off. Right. All right. And then turn it back on when people are on Twitter saying Jake Hayner's in. And then okay. watch how the rookie looks. And that's okay. it. All right. Uh, I, pro- I probably will have the whole thing on. Like, oh, I'm going to have it on time? in the background. Yeah, I'll probably watch the Patriots game. Okay. Well, yeah, that's your team. I get it. Well, I got to watch the Saints. It's, you know, it's sort of my team. I root mm-hmm. for the Saints. But don't let USA Basketball be playing that day. They'll be definitely watching that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Is it bad that I'm already getting excited for the NBA season? <laughs> you know, it just hit me the other day. Hmm. Why isn't Zion on that team? I was waiting for you to say something because some news came out today that I was waiting for you to say. I knew it wasn't writable, but it was for you. Let me pull it up. I pull, I saw this and I thought of you. Did you see Jake Madison's tweets today? I did not. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Even better that you didn't see it. Okay. Let me show you. Let me read it. Reported by Brett Martell. Right. Who is the Associated Press. AP writer. Yeah. For New Orleans. At, Saint, at tra- Saints training camp today. Pelicans forward Zion Williamson could be seen running sprints monitored by a couple training staffers on an outdoor field that wasn't being used for football activities. It's been going on for multiple days now. All right, but that didn't answer my question. Oh, why is he not on the USA team? Yeah. Oh, uh, probably because they didn't invite him. Really? I mean, I'm assuming because Trey Young wanted to be there. They didn't invite him either. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, Trey Young did a whole interview talking about how he wants to play. And so you... Am I supposed to be impressed that Zion's running sprints? No, no. I just wanted to just let you know our guy's working out and with doing what you wanted. Running and running in this heat. Okay. But that's not the question. I know That's the not the problem. I know what you're talking. You're saying, why is he not on the USA team? Which I... No, should... that doesn't... I know. Oh. If you're saying he wasn't invited or... Yeah, I, I don't I think... I can't he... imagine he wasn't invited, but it was told not to get invited. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but our guy's working out, Dave, running. But he needs to change the diet. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know what's going. I know he has a private chef. I do know that, so hopefully that's happening. But I'm just excited to hear our guys getting ready, getting ready to go, running, love it. All right, we'll see. I hope so. I saw that and thought of you. Today. I hope so. All right, I hope so. All right, let's take a timeout. Brandon Seho, former 
Baton Rouge broadcaster, Cincinnati kid, was working in Cincinnati. Basically had his dream job. Coming the Reds, University of Cincinnati, and the Bengals with Joe Burrow, and had issues away from work. And we'll let him explain that. And uh, starting a new podcast, and he's had a bunch of celebrities on the podcast and others. So we'll talk to that with Brandon Sayo when we come back on 103.3 The Goat. If it's not the goat, then they're full of sheep. 103.3 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. This summer, get ready for the biggest sales event in Acadiana Automotive Group's history with our best discounts ever, like this brand-new Jeep Grand Cherokee L. Seven passenger for $8,000 off the MSRP, plus 2.9% APR for 72 months. That's right. Big discounts plus low interest rates, something we haven't seen in a while, huh? Well, hurry into Acadia Automotive Group under the big American flag across from the airport, Lafayette. Deal a discount 4000 3000 rebate, 500 conquest cash. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 1033 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time.
Jason Gibbs is joining us to talk Browns football at 5 o'clock and the Johnny Manziel documentary. You think he's getting any residuals for that? He was in it for about three or four seconds. Heck no. Actors aren't getting residuals for their TV shows. He's not getting residuals from Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, special guest coming on now, Brandon Sayo, formerly doing TV in uh, Baton Rouge and then went home to do it in uh, Cincinnati. He has since started a podcast and, and YouTube channel, The Mental Game. Brandon Dave Schultz, good to catch up, my friend. Thanks very much for hopping on. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me, man. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. All right. Um, tell us your journey because I missed uh, the break. Uh, I mean, you're following your dream. We're all trying to get to a, a bigger market, and you did. You got to your hometown market covering the Reds, the Bengals with Joe Burrow. Feels like you're stalking him or something along those lines. And uh, <laughs> and then University of Cincinnati, and it went haywire somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I was living my dream, doing exactly what I what I wanted to do, and it kind of went south during the best moments for me professionally, which is – kind of crazy how that works. Uh, It was the Bengals 2021 season uh, when they went to the Super Bowl and and Burroughs second year, University of Cincinnati's in the college football playoff. Best year for me professionally, but personally um, I was going through hell. I had three family members pass away in three months. Uh, A woman that I thought I had a chance at marrying um, was breaking up with me. And I had uh, suicidal thoughts for about three months every single day and so i was putting on a a fake smile on tv in kansas city smoking cigars with players after the game in the tunnel outside the locker room and doing those interviews with joe and jamar on the field um i had some fun but most of, of my mental mental space was was still depressed and suicidal so it um it took a real big toll on me and you know thank god that i'm still here i i went through many nights of of drunk walking home thinking about jumping off a bridge um i took pills one day and wrote a goodbye letter sober and when i woke up from that i realized like i'm not going to be here if i don't check in somewhere and so that's what i did checked in to an amazing place in cincinnati it saved my life for two weeks and the idea of the podcast came from me putting out this letter that described what I had been going through and those thoughts of suicide and the depression that I've dealt with since I was 14 and why I wasn't on TV for those two or three weeks. And the response that I got was incredible from, we had no idea to, you know, I'm in therapy to, I feel the same way you do all the way up into a handful of people saying that that letter, um, you know, stopped them from, from possibly, going down the same road that I, that I was thinking about was suicide. And so that's when it hit me actually in therapy talking about it was, okay, there's nothing like this out there. What if I marry my journalism background and now my mental health background together and create a platform where I can have the NFL players that I know, or maybe LSU players that I covered when I was there for two seasons or reach out to different celebrities and musicians. And so Quit the job last August, launched this in November, mm. and now it's what I've been doing full-time since. And I heard you mention the Johnny Manziel documentary. Um, the last three hours of my day has been uh, 
trying to figure out how to get in touch with Johnny. Normally yeah. I don't tell people who I'm reaching out to, but right. I mean, that documentary was like, it was incredible watching it. And I think there's a lot that, that, that we could go into more than, than what was discussed, but I give Johnny all the credit in the world for talking about it because like the other guests I've had on the show, just talking about those thoughts is going to save lives and get people to go get help or go to therapy that have never thought about it before. So, so just to hear you talking, the biggest difference, I think, between you and, and, and Johnny would be he wasn't hiding what he was doing. You seem to, you know, outside of smoking some cigars post-game, uh, you seem to be doing your, your stuff alone. Or was that not the case? Yeah, I mean, I would, um, you know how the, how the business is with the hours. I get off at midnight and then I'd go out. And I mean, I went out probably four or five nights a week mm. um, because I didn't like sitting at home and feeling alone. I felt alone. That was the biggest feeling that I had. But then if I went out and I had dinner by myself, I'm still like alone and drinking was a big thing for me. Um, I couldn't quit that for a long time. I, I don't know if I was an alcoholic or I'm addicted to that buzz, but I just don't know how to address that personally yet. But I just hit, um, just hit six months sober last week. So mm. it's just different things, um, contributed to it. But I had my first suicidal thought when I was 14 mm went off and on for almost 15 years. And then eventually you just get to a point of, you know, rubber meets the road. And, and thank God I had that own self-realization and not that instantaneous reaction that so many do. I mean, I sat on a bridge and thought about it. I thought about sitting outside. I mean, I did sit outside of a casino and thought about laying down in traffic. I, you know, I wrote a goodbye letter. Like I just thank God that I woke up that day and there wasn't, you know, there wasn't that moment that it happened. Talking to Brandon Seho, host of uh, The Mental Game. So I didn't understand this. You would, right? I didn't understand the whole Johnny Manziel going from college where it was just a good old time to he's feeling alone, even though he's the number one pick. Isn't he surrounded by people that, you know, that are helping him? Or he just felt alone when he went to Cleveland? Right. And I think. Uh, he talks about um, being bipolar, and that's something that I can't relate to because that's not um, that's not what I have. I, I just have you know some some really bad depression. But from the mental health side of things, it's just when you get sucked into like addiction is a serious thing. Um, and I, I've seen people go down way worse paths than me, and, and, and you know get into drugs and, and different things. And that's you know Johnny was. I think going into some of that and he had the spotlight and the pressure and it's just, it's just crazy to, to peel back that curtain. But like you said, as someone that I haven't been in his shoes, obviously being this godly college football player that sits on a throne and gets money thrown at you. But from the mental health side of things, I, I've been given or worked my, my tail off to get to places I've dreamed of and I've still not been happy. And unfortunately there's a lot of people that are like that. Talking to Brandon Seho, host of The Mental Game. All right, who have you gotten on here? How, how, did, how do you go about doing this? We can't slide in anyone's DMs anymore if they're not following us. Maybe you got more people following you than I got following me. So that, that doesn't help. We've got to find emails or know somebody who knows somebody. How do you, how do you get uh, people to come on? Because you've had uh, Nate Burleson is on. I saw that. You had uh, Shazer from uh, the Steelers was on. You had the, the head coach of... Uh, the Bengals, obviously, can figure out how you got that done. But how do you go about uh, booking these people? Well, at first, I was sliding in DMs when I started it. I went through. It was back before uh, Twitter was what it is now. And so 
I looked at all my verified followers and went through that list for like three hours. Like it, they don't just pop up on their own. You have to go through all your whole followers list. So <laughs> I found some people that were in sports and TV and music and reached out that way. I re- Kate Flannery from the office. She plays Meredith. I DM'd her because she, for some reason, followed me, and oh. she said yes, and that was a bucket list one for me because I'm a huge Office fan. Um, Joe Thomas, who was just inducted into right. the NFL Hall of Fame, he uh, he's not a Johnny Mandel fan. Um, no, from 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 their time together, and he actually was on on a show earlier today talking about that. But I drove over to Wisconsin seven hours from Cincinnati and had him on the show. But I, I give. I give those two a lot of credit, Sam Hubbard from the Bengals, and then Ricky Williams, I reached out to his business partner. And those were four of the first, you know, five, six that opened up. If I had nothing, now it's lucky where I have a platform and I, and I've, it's, I still have a lot of lots to do that I want to get done on it and build it. It's very small still, but it's kind of opened the door having those types of figures on. And now it's like, I have a black book to Hollywood. I got it down to a science. Now I get a lot of no's. I get 95% no's. Everyone out there just sees the yeses. Sure. Um, but I'm like, a, I'm like a car salesman. I'm sitting here all day emailing, calling, trying to get different people on. And, and I, there's going to be some bigger ones coming up here soon. I, I let them ha- come out each week when the episode comes out. But um, some of those follow-ups are starting to pay off. And, and that's a really cool thing for me. Just to let people know, when people say yes to me, that makes my day. It's the littlest thing. When Brandon says, you want to come, I asked him if he wanted to come on. He goes, are you talking today or another time? I was like, today, if possible. And he's like, let's do 430. I'm like, yes. Just cheers me up hey, right there away. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> hey, Brandon, Lyndon Burton, I wanted to ask you a question. I saw you interviewed R&B artist Marky Bossy, one of my favorite uh, R&B artists. What was that interview like for you? Because I know in his music, he talks about issues with mental health and things that he's went through in his life. Well, one, you obviously have good taste in music if you like Mark's music. Um, he's my favorite musician, and his music helped save my life um, during those those low times. Like, that's, you know, things that I listened to when I was going through those suicidal thoughts, deep depression. But I wish I could bottle up the experience that I had with him because and give it to everyone with their favorite musician. He lives in L.A. on, like, a six-floor condo overlooking Hollywood Boulevard and it's like picture perfect. We go in, do the interview. It's amazing. He starts telling me about um, different things he's gone through. Like you said, he's gone through crazy breakups. His ex uh, dated Ryan Gosling after him, I think is who it was or somebody, somebody super famous like that. Um, And then he went through some, some crazy just things with his mental health early on in his life. He had brain surgery that a lot of people don't know about, but then after we got done, um, he goes, do you want to hear the new album? I'm like, well, yeah. And so me and my favorite artists are jamming out for an hour with, you know, speakers blasting, walls shaking, overlooking L.A., listening to his new music. And it's like, that was one of those kind of like pinch me moments. And it was me about three or four months out of being in a mental hospital. So the stuff was pretty fresh still. That was a pretty cool experience for me. I'm talking to Brandon Seho, host of the the Mental Game on YouTube, uh, a podcast as well. Um, Ricky Williams, you mentioned Ricky Williams. Did, did he like? Yeah. Does he do like horoscopes now? Uh, I'm not kidding. He very much. He's very much into like meditation and therapy and astrology, but he has a uh, 
I, I want to make sure I say this the right way. Okay. He has a medicinal marijuana company. Correct. That I think is venturing into the recreational space now, but it is called Heisman, spelled H-I-G-H-S-M-A-N. And it's a, uh, it's a fantastic, like, just play on words. Of course, he won the Heisman. Um, and your next question, I'm sure, is this. No, I did not. Uh, try any samples with him during no, the that would, No, I, if you have an issue, that would not have been my question. And my question is, uh, you can get spiritual guidance with astrology. Did he tell you what's going to happen? That's what I was going to ask. Oh, no, no, he did not. But he did have some great conversations about those years in the NFL and in New Orleans and, and wearing um, his helmet during interviews because of the insecurity and the way people were asking him questions and painting him, him as this, guy that kept failing drug tests and he was a bad person and you know for him it's like you know we kind of talked about it for me i'd have a beer to kind of wind down he just want like it helped him with his anxiety but it was before it was all legal you know across a lot of the country or some of the country like it is today and so he just felt misunderstood and, and disrespected and that's why he wore his helmet during some of those interviews all right, let's wrap it up here with Brandon Seho. All right, so we just had Nick Underhill on, and he's built a, a small little, it's not small anymore, it's, you know, well, small little business uh, with him and a few other people, a staff of 10. Um, how much further do you think you can take your thing? Because, I mean, it, you could, this could be a TV show. This could be a, a produced television show if you wanted it to be. I, I'd say that's the dream um, down the line for sure. Um, for right now, it's uh, me in an office in downtown Cincinnati, and it's I, I do everything. I book every guest. Right. I, I I edit every video. I shoot everything on camera. I mean, I'm in New York and L.A. with an 80-pound bag of three cameras, mics, lights, Ubering or renting a car. Like, it's all me. But the dream is, you know, we're doing this interview two years from now, and Maybe it's sitting there on Netflix next to Johnny's uh, documentary on the Untold series. There you or, go. Yeah, you know, that's just, I think this is something that people really, really need. And it hasn't been done before like this with these type of guests. And when it gets in front of them, they love it. You can learn a lot. You can relate to these stories. That's the thing is like you hear your favorite athlete or coach or musician going through the same thing that you're going through and they're depressed or have anxiety. You realize you're not alone and it can help you. So I think, I think it's going to grow a lot. I hope it is. I'm putting in blood, sweat, and tears, and we'll see what happens. Brandon, I love your story. As someone who has his own podcast network, which got me my job here, what, what what's your advice to people that are trying to make content on their own? Because just hearing your story of lugging stuff around, like when I go do interviews, I have to bring all my, my cameras, my desktop with me because I don't have a laptop. So I, I feel what you're talking about right now, and you're speaking to me. What, what's the advice you would give to someone out there trying to do what you do in the content game? Go do it. I mean, you have you have no choice. It's either Jerry Springer, rest in peace, told me some of the you know the best advice. If I want to start my own show, go do it. And that wasn't advice that he gave me when I started this. This was um, you know eight nine years ago, right when I was getting out of college, and I ended up working at the same station as him back here in Cincinnati. But it's the truth. Go do it. If you want to go, go save your money, buy a camera and a mic teach yourself or learn on YouTube or, or, or surround yourself with people, get an internship and go do it. I mean, last year at this time, I had a, I had a logo. That's it. That, that's all I had. And now I have, I think 30 episodes down and, and I'm getting to talk to some people that I never thought I would ever meet. 
And it's because I'm putting in the time. Obviously, I have the experience and the connections in, in the NFL and Major League Baseball and, and in TV. But like you said, it's it's the same thing you're doing. I'm lugging around. I can't say the word that I want to say, <laughs> uh, but I'm lugging around a bunch of stuff. And I'm pissed off throughout the whole day, and I'm hating it. But you get done, and, and you get done setting up, and Chris Hansen walks in and sits next to you, or Nate Burleson sits next to you, or Ricky Williams or whoever. Like, it makes it worth it then, and then when you put the episode out and you see that it can help somebody watching it. 100%. All right, tell people how they can find your show. The Mental Game on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get video or, or podcast, search The Mental Game or search my name, and you should be able to find it. This week's guest uh, was David Morris, who is a uh, country singer that I'm friends with. But coming up next week is... I would say I had Ian Rappaport on a few weeks ago. This is another one of the top personalities in the NFL. And it, did you go? It looked like you went to him. Did you go to Jersey or something like that? Yeah, he lives uh, outside of New York City. So I took a train about an hour outside of New York City okay. with my bag of, or with my giant suitcase uh, and took a train and took an Uber, did the interview. Took a took an Uber, took a train, and went back into the city. All right, sounds like he was. If you're talking an hour outside of New York City, sounds like it's almost Bridgewater, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in the Rye area. And, oh, so that oh, so that's New York. That's New York. Um, the Rye yeah, area. That's Mamaroneck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I couldn't. I mean, that guy. He's such a good guy, and him and I were going back and forth the other day. I don't know how he. I mean, he texts me back faster than my mom texts me, and he's got. 10,000 people t- texting him every day. So I sure. give him a lot of credit for that. He's talented with it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Brandon Seho, let's catch up again. All right, all the best and be well, okay? Awesome, Dave. Thanks so much. You guys have a good one, all right? Absolutely. Thank you, All man. right, Brandon Seho, all right? That's dope. He interviewed Marky Bossy. Like, that dude's really good. I know you don't know who that is. No, I know. But, he's but the, the one question I have, as we see it, because I think we see more and more, and we're way late, so let's go to break. Do we know more about mental health issues? I, I don't think there's... <laughs> I mean, put it this way. I don't think people are having more mental health issues. No, I think we're just These more days. cognizant we're of We're more it. cognizant yeah. of it because of, of social media. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know it about Brandon unless I saw him on Twitter. And, like, got to applaud those people for doing that, taking taking the, the – because it was a stigma back in the day, taking the, the risk well, of putting themselves out there. That's a big part of it yeah. that, is that not to be embarrassed. Because a lot of people are going through that. All right, let's take a time out. All right, maybe Jason Gibbs is coming on. Maybe not. We'll see what happens when uh, uh, Lyndon calls him at 5 o'clock. <laughs> One, two, three, three, to go. Louisiana's biggest pop culture event of the summer is back. Shreveport's Comic-Con GeekCon returns to downtown Shreveport this August. Live at the Shreveport Convention Center, August 18th through the 20th, you can meet legendary filmmaker Kevin Smith. Hey, Louisiana, it's me, Kevin Smith, and I am coming to GeekCon right in Shreveport, kid. Shreveport, Louisiana, I'll see you there. You can also meet Superman actor Brandon Routh from Doctor Who, John Barrowman, the voice of Darth Maul, Sam Witwer, Olympic gold medalist and WWE Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle, as well as stars from Steven Universe, Harry Potter, Disney, The Mandalorian, Marvel, and more. Tickets are on sale now at ShreveportGeeks.com. Don't miss the $2,500 cosplay contest this year at GeeksCon. That's right, over $2,000 on the line during the cosplay contest. Buy your tickets now at ShreveportGeeks.com. 
And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At 4 in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost 6 million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and... We can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. If it wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I want to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 103.3 The Goat. So, this is a little interesting, and we're short again. All right, up against the break. So we were talking about uh, Kevin Brown and the Streisand effect and all the announcers that, you know, were talking about it in the game mm-hmm. a few nights ago. Well, one of the things that came out was Gary Cohen said, you know, the Orioles are embarrassing themselves. They fired John Miller, right? And he, oh. he ended up as the voice of ESPN Baseball for the longest time, and he's the voice of the Giants now. San Francisco Giants, obviously. And somehow uh, he doesn't believe the story that's being told. Oh, about Brandon Miller? Yeah, for me, that was kind of flimsy. For those who don't like ownership there, they might relish saying, look how petty these people are. Well, I haven't heard any confirmation or verification that any of that's true, although some people have said he's been suspended. Mm-hmm. All right. Because that statistic was printed in the Orioles' press notes. And then the producer of the telecast made a graphic of that information. And then apparently he was reading all that off the screen because that was a graphic that they had. So that's what we were telling you the story mm-hmm. was. He goes... Why weren't they all suspended if it was that egregious? For me, there are a lot of holes in that story. Yeah, man. So that, that's the thing, that maybe Kevin did something else. Oh. I don't know if the other people... Have, basically, he's saying, why was he suspended? Mm-hmm. If that's the story we're going with, and that's the story we have been going with. Yeah. If he's suspended, why, is every, why, why didn't everybody else get suspended? That's what you asked day one. You asked sure. why were the graphic people in trouble. Right. Because that's where that all comes from. 
Yeah, that's that's strange. Also, real quick, want to say rest in peace to Johnny Hardwick, the voice of Dale Gribble and King of the Hill. Mm. 59, 64. Oh, 64. 64, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, still. Still, yeah, yeah young. Rusty Shackelford, man. <laughs> really young. Big King of the Hill fan. Not great, not great. Uh, all right, so we'll try and see <laughs> if he comes on at five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and our stuff's going to play this time. Don't you worry. Uh, we'll see if Jason Gibbs see the answers. Mm-hmm. We're the benefit of being an hour later than he is, or an hour earlier than he is. So he's an hour later. Oh, he's on the so West he Coast. He may be done. Yeah, he's on the East Coast. Oh, the yeah. East Coast, Cleveland. Okay. Gotcha. We're gotcha, doing gotcha. Browns. Okay. Pay attention. No, no. When you said the way you said the hour thing, uh, I yeah. was thinking I was backwards. Yeah. All right. Uh, all he's right. Ahead of us. He is ahead of us. Yeah. That's to our benefit in this case. Back after this, Dave Schultz. Linda Burton, 1033 The Goat. Mess with the goat. <laughs> You'll get the horns, then the butt. <laughs> Because that's what goats do. 103.3 The Goat. These Acadiana businesses proudly support the broadcast of UL Raging Cajun Athletics on 103.3 and 1420 The Goat. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Classic Rock 105.1 and Hot 107.9. Community First Bank. Annette Zarang Allstate Insurance. Burtnose Auto Service. National Foundation Repair. And Capital One Bank. Support these businesses that support the Raging Cajuns game broadcast of football, men's and women's basketball, baseball, and softball. Bring all the action into your home, car, smart speaker, on your phone, or wherever you work all year long. And if you'd like to learn more about becoming a UL booster, it's easy to join the winning team. Support the broadcast of UL Racing Cajun Athletics by becoming a UL broadcast booster. Just contact Mary Gallion by calling 337-233-6000. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PDA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PDA in fighting for theirs at pda.org. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease, causing him to spend the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open-heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon, especially when he was so little. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part of creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. 
Learn more about how the Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. Hey, y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family. But in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. 103.3 The Goat. Yeah. 